Okay, three, two, one. Today's topic is about gaming. And Danny, so what is your first platform, gaming platform, that you have played? I think the first one I remember was probably the Nintendo Entertainment System or NES. Is it the handheld one or? No, that was the one that predated SNES or the Super Nintendo. So it was a cartridge system that you pushed in and then you pushed you pushed the cartridge into the system and pushed down and then you fold the flat back down. Almost like a VCR, uh... if you know what that is. <laughs> but a smaller box. Okay, how many years ago was that? I can't remember, but I I definitely remember seeing it in the nineteen nineties, I think it was. And so but that was the yeah, the very first console I remember playing and we had the Super Mario Brothers. Or it might be just called Mario Bros actually at that point. <laughs> uh, what's your impression of Mario Brothers? It was great. Uh again, the, the, I think since that first console we pretty much as a family had stayed with the Nintendo franchise from there so jumping from the NES and Mario I can't even remember any other games on that console to be honest and then going on to the SNES again with Super Mario Bros Bomberman oh, Mario Kart and and then from there the family kind of had it was as if all of this was shared with the family and in front of the TV as well so we we only had one console and so we went from NES to SNES then I think my brother somehow got a PlayStation 1 after that point. And then uh, from there, it went to... We were old enough then by that point where we bought our own console. So then it was PlayStation 2, then 3, then 4. And in between all those, we had handhelds as well. So things like we had... Staying with the Nintendo franchise, we had the Game Boy, then Game Boy Color, then Game Boy Advanced think oh we had a sega mega drive as well <laughs> yeah i have that i was waiting for you to say that <laughs> so no did we have a sega mega drive i, I don't know I mean, why don't you go for your history i'll look quickly look this up <laughs> okay so for my background of gaming i would say the first one is probably sega mega drive 16-bit I, I believe that's the one that you talk about so there's like Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and then there's like Sonic Spinball. So basically all the Sonic franchise, uh, yeah, I, I was a big fan as a child, a Sonic fan. We should be nemesis then, because if you're on the Sega side, then <laughs> and I was on the Nintendo side. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's interesting actually. We, we are not covering in details like what, what games we play and all this. So I think just now you you were, you were mentioning oh yeah you firstly you follow the Nintendo franchise all the way through meaning there's some kind of customer loyalty over there do you think I def there was definitely competition between the two and I think that played out in some of the advertisements and the fact that games were exclusive as well and it still happens today so things like Mario Mario only stayed on Nintendo it's it's built up that rivalry and I think. It's, it is that cult following, I think. And the fact that the two never met. Um, but I think the lines over time are slowly blurred with um, cross-platform plays, uh, multi-platform game titles and stuff like that. But sorry, going back to yours. So you got Sega Mega Drive, then what you move on from there? Sega Mega Drive, I think you mentioned handheld, yeah. I think the next one uh, platform was uh, Nintendo Game Boy. 
And yeah, I, I was tempted to get the, I forgot what, what was it, Sega, Sega Gear? So I just looked this up. I didn't have the um, Mega Drive. I had the Game Gear. Yes, Game Gear. Is that the one with the <laughs> color, right? There's a Game Gear color as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was made by Sega, and it's um. Yes, you oh, see, so man. you, so you have Sega and both Sega and Nintendo. I think the the Sega uh, Game Gear and the Game Boy came out at different times, I believe, because like the the Game Gear came out, and then I think the Game Boy Color. I can't remember if it came up before or after, but that was the era when color, I think, was it the 16-bit or 8-bit color came out and everyone was like, whoa, there's 8 bits of color. Yes, I, I remember that, yeah. I I think you're right. It came out with uh, without color and then after that, color become like uh, the next year, the, the more advanced version. So actually, you can from the trend, it, uh, from the business point of view, you can see that every year there's always some catch or some additional features to to capture the gamers or capture the consumers. And then now nowadays is of course the uh, talking about phones, right? We talk about uh, iPhones, Samsung phones, uh, and every year you have a new feature and and design and things like that. But I w- I'd say the the generation that like we're talking about the '90s here, and I think. The hardware and computing in or home computing in general is still pushing the envelope in terms of definitely hardware, but I think nowadays is the innovation comes from most of the time software. So I just looking back at this, so the Game Boy came out in nineteen eighty nine slash nineteen ninety in the EU. So that was a monochrome display, and then the Game Gear came out in nineteen ninety. And then the Game Boy Color didn't actually come out until 1998, I think it was. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's 1998 the Game Boy Color came out. So the gap between the Game Gear to Game Boy Color, it's not even the same generation because that's like, what, eight years apart? Um, so yeah, so it <laughs> sounds like we have a pretty similar history. So what did you have after the Game Gear? No, Game Boy. <laughs> after the oh, Game, sorry, Game Boy. <laughs> after the Game Boy, that's a good one. I, I don't think I have, I have any more to be honest. Like uh, this, the Sega one kept me busy for quite some time. After that, I think it's computer, right? Computer games start to be PC gaming. I think become becoming more and more popular. Don't you think so? Um. Didn't the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, come out in 1992? I think it was. Mm. I mean, we didn't really have a a PC per se until 1996. So even then, we had a we were still pretty much gaming on. A console and and when the um when the when we actually got a, a home computer that did have games but it was in my mind it was not superior to what you got from a console um so things like uh the controls they were very they were very much um built for the controller that, it, that the platform ran on so it was easy to use and stuff whereas on the pc i remember i was playing some sort of like um i think it was like doom or something like that 
and and that was good but it was also like i think you at that point in time most people still had to use or they were using things like the arrow keys to move about but then you had to use keys like w and q and stuff so it was like the other side of the keyboard so the it wasn't very intuitive when you were playing so yeah so i, I think the console at that at least from my point of view was still superior compared to the the pc side but, but don't get me wrong like there were some classics like doom that came out um, um but the graphics was nowhere near the console in terms of <laughs> I say even texture or how good it looked at the time yeah i think in between there was a i, I was probably playing uh playstation one uh but there was my cousins and uh my neighbors playstation playstation so, one and two so you had a, a massive gap then from was it the game boy when did when did you next what was the next console you actually owned as a, either a family or yourself no, I, I after that we we stop our family stopped stop buying console because I I play too much games I guess <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah so I guess for if we, if Asian families they usually don't like their kids to play too much too too much games I think I don't know about the Western side of the family what do you think I don't know because I didn't live in a fully Western cultured house you have a. In the UK, then you probably will see your peers whether they they are playing the the same games as as you are, or they they have more game time than you. No. Uh, if if we now talk about friends then and what they had, let's say for example, I would definitely say in my circle of friends at the time had more access to consoles, and it was a general thing that they had usually given to them, whether it's their birthday or Christmas. So I'd say they they would normally have a console which is usually the latest generation and so yeah we were generally very jealous of it because we um although we did have consoles going through it it wasn't like we got it on the launch day or even the launch year because our parents weren't well didn't like us essentially playing those games either but they couldn't stop us um for example saving up our pocket money or trading things <laughs> to get things like games and stuff like that to play I, there were other people who, for example, when we were growing up with like the um, Super Nintendo, um, they had a Commodore 64, for example, and that was to me very fascinating that you had to put these cassettes in, and then it spent like a day loading <laughs> the game, and even then sometimes the tape didn't read properly, so it would corrupt, and you have to restart the load. And the, the Commodore 64 was definitely before my time, but it was just fascinating that that was the case. And then it's also things like uh, once they loaded the game, they would generally leave the console on because as soon as you turned it off <laughs> and you want to play a game, you have to turn it back on and reload the game into memory from the cassette. Oh my God. So that, again, very fascinating. And um, the one game I remember on the Commodore 64 that they had was um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that was great. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was a great game. So you you had that massive drought of, I guess, consoles or gaming in general. So what about your friends at the time, around that? Period? Yeah. So I go to my friends' place to <laughs> to play their PlayStation or to play their console games. Uh, I think in between then there were other non-console games like uh, card games, right? We have like. Uh, I think like an X-Men card game and then you have the Pokemon card game. Uh, yeah, card games back then seems to be popular as well. Uh, 
it's a it's a great way to like uh, play with your friends like your classmates and then back to the point whereby you mentioned uh receive as a gift yeah i think that's an a similar point for me growing up from the asian background is like if i if i do well in my exams i i would probably ask uh, to to get a console for 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 a gift or a present <laughs> but but not for like birthday or christmas or something like that probably too 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 luxurious back then yeah <laughs> interesting so how come your friends would have these consoles and you didn't does that mean they did better in exams than you did uh it's just that their parents are more willing to spend on game on gaming consoles than than my family then okay so maybe not a cultural thing right yeah it's a fa family upbringing and and things like that yeah it's a my parents were really against me playing games, to be honest. They think it's a, it's a waste of time and then I should be focusing on my studies. So yeah, that's probably the next part of our conversation. So what, what, what do you think of that? Because now you're, you're the parent. Well, what stories do you have? Like what sort of things did your parents do to discourage you or to stop you from <laughs> playing games? <laughs> oh, I can still remember this. <laughs> <laughs> back then um so for pc games my and my parents will r remove the internet connection uh because back then was like 56k modem <laughs> and then you just remove the cable wire completely <laughs> so that's one of them for console i guess they can also say, do the same thing remove the wire or just uh yeah remove the plug or, or things like that because I have to say, like, we would generally get told off, but they wouldn't go that far. So they didn't, they never really had to do things like um, remove the telephone cable or remove, like, take away the power, you know, the power cable or anything like that. They would just tell us to stop <laughs> playing on it. Yeah. It just shows that how, how much my uh, parents are against gaming. Or is it because um, you were more of a rebel? So you, you didn't listen to what they told you to. Mm, yeah, big, but it's a. I don't know. It just reinforced the habit, right? If you, if you are a teenager back then, and then you, you face this kind of situation, I guess you become more rebellious. But at the same time, I, as as I grow older, I probably understand or empathize more of their actions because, the like during your teenage or during your Adolescence, you you don't do spend countless hours on on gaming, and it's almost like an addiction, you know. Well, there there is gaming addiction, isn't there? So that that is, I don't think it was necessarily very well known at the time, but I think nowadays it's more of a known thing, sort of thing. Um, so I think from my parents' point of view, or the way I see from my parents' point of view is, as long as we did our homework and studied to what we needed to do then they didn't like us playing games but at the same time as long as it didn't affect our work at school then they would discourage us but wouldn't go as far as saying stopping us unless we did something wrong and i would probably say we did that quite rarely so we just found other things to entertain ourselves as well. So things like if they did want us to do something else, then we would just find something else to play with. So 
Lego, card games like you mentioned. So those were the types of things that we did have to play with um, outside of gaming. And we were probably very fortunate to have even a PC around about 995, 996. Because I remember back then we didn't even have the internet or it, the computer didn't have a modem or something. And the games it had all came on um, CDs or floppies. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then, yeah, um, but again, most of the time it was the, the games we had were the ones you buy, you go to the shop and you buy it on CD and then you played it sort of thing. So things like Age of Empires, oh, classic. Ah, oh, um, right, yes. If you go, if you fast forward now to probably PlayStation 1 sort of era, you had the games like Metal Gear Solid, which was, in my mind, revolutionary at the time, with the graphics it had, the storyline it had, um, how clever it was with the gameplay and the memory cards. Yeah, and that was still not like networked or online or anything. Fast forward, you haven't answered the question. So would you restrict the, the time uh, your child will play on the game? So I, I think the biggest change that we've noticed is the era of tablets. It's been a interesting conversation with other parents about things like, I guess it's the same with phones, like when mobile phones came out, at what age do you give them, give them access to um, a tablet, say? And I, I can see that this could be the same conversation with about uh, when mobile phones became affordable as well. The, way, the approach that um, my partner and I have taken on this is we self-monitor his usage, but if he gets too much and also watching for addiction, then we will take it away as a almost like a detox. So one sign, for example, that we've noticed is if he or she throws a tantrum when we take it away from them and we know they've played it for like, you know, a few hours or hours kind of thing, then we know that they're either really tired or they're so into whatever they're doing that they don't even realize that they're watching it or using it so much. So then at that point, we like we say to ourselves, like, right, we're taking this away. We're not giving back to you for a day or two or even maybe even a week, depending on what it is. And just so that they it forces them to do something else. Because the thing that I've also noticed is they don't necessarily know how to play by themselves. Because if you think about when potentially, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, most of the time we would have Lego, we had um, cards. Tamaguchi. That, Digimon. <laughs> stuff like that. But I wouldn't go as far as that. But things like books, as another example, those are the things that we had that weren't digital or a screen, if that makes sense. And we would know how to play things like Lego with each other and or by yourself, whereas I think from what I'm noticing is if they if they're using their tablets by themselves, that's fine. But then when you take that away, it's like it's almost like uh, again, this could be a sign of our parenting. Um, they almost don't know how to play by themselves because they would generally gear towards a device of some sort to either watch or play. But once you take that away, I mean, they've it's not like they've got no toys, but they don't they. They play it like for like five minutes or less than that, and then they just leave it on the side or uh, lose interest in it. But then you, you tell them, "Don't you're not allowed to use the tablet," and they they just they literally can sometimes can just literally sit there 
as if they don't know what to do. And it, it's fascinating just watching that kind of behavior. And I, you know, they say things like, oh, I'm bored. It's like, if you're bored, why don't you read a book? Or why don't you play with your Lego? Or, you know, la di da di da, play with your toys. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you see, you, you laugh at the. Uh... My parents were taking away the wire. You you took away the whole device. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you put that as an analogy, then yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so don't mind them having it as long as they don't spend too much time on it because I think they need to vary what they do so that they almost gain different skill sets from different by doing different things. Reading book, I think, is an obvious one, but even playing games using your imagination rather than just seeing and absorbing what you see, if you see what I mean. So there's stuff like that all the way through to outdoor play. I mean, how often do you see kids just playing outside by themselves? I think that's a that's a fair point, but I think you're comparing to your personal experience and back then the norm, like you said, is uh, the structure play and all the outdoor activities and things like that. To, to have that fun, to have that uh, dopamine rush or to have that uh, enjoyment, right? So now, like you say, we rely a lot on the devices, but the main question, I guess, will be why do, we, why do we game and do you see any benefits of gaming then? I definitely do. I, I mentioned in previously as well about playing, I, I enjoyed you playing strategy games such as Age of Empires, Red Alert and stuff. And that has taught me how to prioritize resources where it was needed in order to beat the other the opponent. I, I honestly believe playing a fast-paced game such as that, where there was a lot of factors such as resources from the actual materials themselves to the people and handling a lot of information and information overload, I think it prepared me in life for those types of things. I know, Stan, you, I know, Stan, you mentioned that when I said it, those types of games don't really exist anymore, you said they kind of do, but more of a click-to-play, uh, well, microtransactions and, um, oh, if you want to advance yourself, watch this ad for you and stuff like that. So you do have to manage your resources. I get that, but it's, I don't think it's to the same level of depth in terms of the mechanics and stuff like that to make it more accessible to people but it's not even hard to master because it doesn't have the depth to do it mm. so i guess you mean the type of game like matters as well so does that would that affect the amount of time you give your children to play the game so some of the games that i'm trying to steer them towards don't get me wrong i think there are still games that can help and teach people things so as an example even the Minecraft, the mechanics in there can be quite advanced. Graphics-wise, you know, that's like nothing. But it's really cool because it reflects the real-life objects, such as mines and stuff like that, all the way through to how you craft and make things. And it is really good that you can see my children picking that up. So things like when you've mined iron, you need to, to put it into a furnace to get iron ingots out of it. So it goes from an ore to an ingot. And I was like, in real life, that actually does happen, you know. So I, I think there, there is definitely value in terms of the uh, education side. So not just the mechanical side of things and picking things up and understanding those. In terms of the teaching side, I think it's equivalent to watching TV because I think as a grown up as well in my time, 
TV was viewed similar to gaming in that it was like a waste of time. You shouldn't do it. You, you can only gain information through traditional methods such as reading books, studying, researching, and that sort of thing. Whereas I think nowadays it's not the same. So things like when I was growing up, you had things like Blue Peter who showed you how to do arts and craft and they had topics on things like that. News Round, they tried to make news in a child-friendly manner so that you could still keep up with almost like current affairs but not necessarily to the same level of detail as what you would normally get from the news but again it was an interesting idea so I think games is the same thing as TV when I was growing up I think it was looked down upon and but in my view I think TV is or can be educational along with gaming because you can pick up those things (laughs) and the interesting thing as well i don't know if you had this when you're growing up my parents always said like oh don't sit too close to tv and also don't don't watch it too long because it's bad for your eyes when i went so when i went to the optician the advice nowadays is as long as they're sitting the right distance away from tv they don't the opticians don't mind how how long they spend watching tv but they do say that you shouldn't spend more than an hour a day on a portable device such as a tablet for children um i i can't remember what age it was but definitely below teens you shouldn't be um, letting them watch more than um and using a portable device for more than an hour a day Mm, interesting yeah and whereas you know back in my day it was like no you shouldn't watch tv for too long because it's bad for your eyes and now that thinking's changed as well Okay, so in summary... Well, 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 no, we're not summing it up yet. I want to hear your stories. My story, <laughs> I think it's, it's too long to... <laughs> I really cover my story about the, the, the wires being taken away. Yeah, but what about now? What's your view on gaming? And if you had children, like, what would your view be? My view will be I will play with them. They, like, if I want to steer them to the correct game to play. I see it as a form of a bonding session with them. Uh, gaming is a... Because there are different forms of gaming. It's not just like uh, like you mentioned. It's not just on devices. And it can be sports. can be seen as a game as well, right? So like I see it as a bonding session with, uh, with children. And because it's fun, because it's uh, enjoyable, it's entertaining, it's, it's a natural uh, catch. For, for children because children want to have fun and to have that kind of discipline when you are young to, I think it's quite difficult and if you enforce that kind of discipline is I think 9 out of 10 times it will not work so you need to be smart and flexible around it and like you said uh, as a child like you said you are being told like uh, the distance distance between yourself and the TV and uh, the amount of eyes, uh, amount of time you look at the tablet or devices. So this kind of thing, I don't know, when you are young, I'm thinking as a child, like, would I care about this that much (laughs) as compared to enjoying the game? Nine or ten times, probably no, because I just want to enjoy the game and then probably show, talk with my friends and 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 share about the, uh, uh, this gaming experience, yeah. So it is uh, like a, I think the peer pressure is there as well. If it, if your peers like you remember clearly, your peers have like 
the the latest consoles and things like that. You can see yeah. it affected you uh, emotionally, mentally, and 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 that's how you remember until now. And for those fun experiences, you you explain them in details, and it, it, it seems like they are fond memories. And and for me to take away that part to substitute something that is uh, for example for the greater good of course like you learn music reading a book it's a bit I don't know it's it's a bit tricky I would say as in like what is not a direct replacement or what do you mean by yes, it's tricky it's it's, it's, it's not I, I don't see it as a direct replacement so does that mean you wouldn't be you would try you would do it differently as well then by the sounds of it if if you did it from what your parents did to you I would definitely do it differently so then that I think that raises a question like do you think that is a generational thing because gaming at home really came about when you and I were growing up and they didn't even have that as a child yeah that's true I think it's uh, I think we're moving towards uh, like you said the generation and generation next time it's like they have their mobile they can play their game and then like you said, there's even like on the internet, there's streaming on the TV, you can play the game as well. So it's it's very hard to avoid unless you want to ban their devices and all those things like that. We must also consider the, the impact, right? There's the side effect. Of course, we, we think that it can be replaced by the, the greater good, but I don't think it's that simple. Like you say, it's not the direct replacement. Hmm. 